Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. How blessed we are to have this opportunity to come together each day, open up God's Word, study a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, understand a little bit better, more fully, and thereby grow in our faith. Because as we're studying the Scriptures, that should be a natural development because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We want you to grow in your faith and in doing so come closer and closer to God. And ultimately our prayer is that as you, your faith grows stronger and deeper and fuller, as you come to a better understanding of what God's will is for you as you continue to study his word and his will is revealed in his word, that you will ultimately make up your mind to come to him all the way, his way, for forgiveness, redemption, salvation through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago is still absolutely 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And then at that point, you are reborn spiritually. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, Jesus told Nicodemus, that has to happen. You've got to be born again to be able to enter the kingdom of God. And that happens as you're baptized into Christ. Also, you are made new. You become a new creation from a spiritual perspective, as the Apostle Paul put it in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We want to help you with that transformation in your life, where you start in a new way, when you get a do-over, so to speak, and thereby be on the right path that ultimately will lead you to eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity. Now, we encourage you to encourage your friends, your family members, your neighbors, your work associates, literally anybody and everybody, to listen to these programs. They may not be able to work it into their busy schedule. We understand that, even though we're on several times a day, five days a week. But tell them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that. It'll only take about one minute, literally, to sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. Always will be free. And then they will receive all of these radio programs on a daily basis automatically to their smart device, whichever one they choose. Their smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be. Automatically, these programs will come to their smart device every day. And again, it will always be free. But they'll receive a whole lot more study and teaching materials as well. They'll receive all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily, seven-day-a-week short study that we call today's Bible class. It's only about 12 minutes each day and very relevant to our times, really relevant to our individual lives. So all of that will come to their smart device on a regular basis, and again, it will always be free. So encourage everybody you can. Go to our website, churchofchrist.com. We are in a study that I think is extremely important and relevant to our time. In Jeremiah 22 and verse 29, 
the prophet wrote this, Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Now I have emphasized that if there was ever a time in our lifetimes, and probably my lifetime would span a whole lot of your lifetimes as well. Some of you might have been on this earth longer than I have, but many of you probably much shorter than I have. But any time in our lives, this world right now, probably more than any other time, needs to hear the word of the Lord. Now we could say that for every generation, but I mean right now, in our lifetimes, this is probably the time when this world needs more than any other time in our lifetimes to hear the word of the Lord. Our world has gone astray. Our nation has gone astray. Our culture is in the dumps. And I'm not exaggerating on that. All kinds of things that not very long ago would have been recognized as being wrong, ungodly. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be a part of that. Now our culture has been reconditioned to accept things that were considered ungodly not very many years ago. Now they're just fine. And if the Bible still says, and it does still say, that some of those ways of life and those practices are sinful, wicked, well, we don't want to hear that. In fact, we'll try to rationalize our way through those scriptures and maybe even reject a number of them if we can't somehow change them around or twist them in our minds and try to make them okay or fit our lifestyle, our chosen actions and behaviors. That doesn't work. The truth is the truth, whether anybody believes it or not. The truth is the truth, whether anybody follows it or not. And we keep trying to emphasize that. Our world is really in a downward spiral. Our nation, our culture in this country is in a downward spiral. And we need to, we need to pull it out. The only way that we can do that is to get back to God's word. We have to get back to God's word. We need to hear the word of the Lord. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and here the prophet writes, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see but does not see, and has ears to hear but does not hear for they are a rebellious house. Spiritual blindness. And now, of course, that was talking about people of that day in a specific setting, but that principle applies to us today. Our nation, our culture, this world right now, today, you dwell in, a, in the midst of a rebellious house, a rebellious people, in other words, they have eyes to see, but they do not see. They have ears to hear, but they do not hear. Why? Because they are a rebellious house or a rebellious people. It's not that they are physically blind so they cannot see or physically deaf so they cannot hear. It's because they have closed their eyes to the truth. 
They have closed their eyes to God's word. They have shut their ears up to the truth of God's teachings. They don't want to hear. They don't want to see because they want to do what they want to do. And if they get too deep into God's word, well, it's pretty quick that they come to recognize that they are living in disharmony or rebellion against the will of God. And they don't want to think about that because that begins to work on their conscience. And so they, they don't want that to happen. That becomes inconvenient. That, you know, that, that becomes distracting for them. And so rather just push it out of their mind. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Like I heard about a preacher friend of mine one time going to visit a man whom we both knew. And if I remember the account correctly, and I think it was pretty close to this, he went up and the man met him either at the door or on the front porch. And when he introduced himself, the man said, uh, if you want to just visit or you just want to talk in general, that's fine. If you want to talk about the Bible, I don't want to hear it. Or he might even have said, you can go on back. We see, close your mind, shut your ears, close your eyes, shut down your heart don't want to hear it, but we need to hear it. Running away from the truth, closing our eyes to the truth, shutting off our hearing to hear God's word, closing our, height, our hearts, that's not going to change what we need. We need to follow God's word. In Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 18, look at this. And does not this describe a huge percentage of people today in our community, in our country, in our culture, in the world? The Apostle Paul wrote, Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now, what does that word suppress mean? What is the idea of suppressing the truth? That is to hold it down, to push it aside, again, to not listen to it, to try to cover it up or, or reject it. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them or made easily recognizable in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. How many people in the world right now, how many people in our country, how much does our culture say, oh, oh the Bible, the scriptures, that, that's, that's old stuff. We're beyond that. That's, that's irrelevant today. No, 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 we've learned better. We are smarter. We're more intellectual. We are more sophisticated in our understanding and thinking now than when all of that was written. We have really progressed. We have evolved past those teachings. Really? Again, truth is truth. 
whether anybody accepts it or not. You know, I read a story about an American who was visiting Africa probably some time back. He was a skeptic when it came to religious matters. Through his journeys through Africa, he came upon one of the native Africans, and he saw that he was reading the Bible. And so he spoke to this native African, and he said, people back in America no longer read that old book. Well, of course, (laughs) he was badly misinformed or else very prejudiced in that statement because people in America read the Bible all the time. Now, not everybody, but it's still the most popular book, the bestseller every single year, hands down. No comparison with any other book. Now, maybe in his circle of of friends and associates and influence, maybe most of those people didn't read the Bible anymore. But he just made a blanket statement, painted with a broad brush. So told this native African who is, who is there reading the Bible, people back in America don't read that old book anymore. Well, that native African, he thought for a moment, didn't say anything for a moment. And then he said in broken, in broken dialect, this book teach me not to eat you. <laughs> You know, I bet you that American skeptic was thankful at that particular point that that native African who had formerly been a cannibal, obviously, had learned enough that it would be wrong for him to kill and eat that American visiting his country. This book teach me not to eat you. You see, The Bible is profound in its quality of changing lives. In Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, and I want us to begin reading here with verse 17. Here the Apostle Paul wrote, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Now that would have been a term, Gentiles, referring to the unbelievers in the futility of their mind, in the futility of their mind. What would be the futility of their mind? Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Now, are we talking about people who were just uneducated? Not necessarily. People who could not read or write? Probably not. People who were just plain stupid? Intellectually? Almost certainly not. Well, then why would he refer to them as being ignorant? Why would he refer to them as walking in the futility of their mind? Because their understanding was darkened by their own choice by their own lifestyle, by their own way of living. They were alienated from the life of God. They were not walking by his teachings. They were not, in fact, most of those Gentiles of that day did not even believe in God. And 
probably did not even know about God. Now, that's how far away from God that particular generation had become. Walking away from God, not living by his teachings, not even knowing about God. Now, why? Because of the blindness of their heart, because of they were past feeling. They had given themselves over to lewdness and were living in all kinds of spiritual uncleanness and greediness. The deeper you go, the farther you sink into sinfulness and ungodliness, unrighteousness, the more corrupt your life becomes. And the more you sink into, or the deeper you sink into ignorance of righteousness. You see, once a person continues to live in ungodliness on an ongoing basis, that becomes their lifestyle more and more. And after a while, that seems normal to them. They don't even think about godliness anymore. They don't even think about how they're living and what they're doing and how they're behaving and acting. And sometimes it's in very horrible, horrible, despicable, vulgar ways. They don't even think about it being that way because that's what's normal to them. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, Let's look at the first two verses there. Here the Apostle Paul writes, he says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Oh, the devil's active out there all around us. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Now what is the idea of having a person's conscience seared with a hot iron. Well, think about how the rancher, he brands his cattle. What does he use? A hot iron. He actually uses that hot iron to put his brand on the hide of that cattle. Cow by cow by cow. Now, he burns that brand in, and then a callus or a scar forms over that brand, over that burned-in brand. And as that scar becomes deeper and fuller, then there gets to be less and less feeling in that particular mark of that branding. Paul is talking here about a person so conditioning his own conscience, his own feeling capability, that it's like being seared over with a hot iron. Can't feel it anymore. No conscience left. How sad that a person would live in such a way and conduct themselves in such a manner over such a long period of time that they had no more conscience for unrighteousness, ungodliness, unfaithfulness, wickedness. You see, it may start with what a person would consider little things of ignoring God's will in their life. But once they do that it long enough, then it starts to develop more into bigger things. 
we're going to start, I'm just going to do this. Well, okay, well, I've done, okay, I can do this too. Well, that's ungodly. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, it, it's okay. I can do that too. And then I can do something else. I can get worse and worse and worse and feel better and better and better about it in my lifestyle because I have conditioned my conscience to become calloused to feeling against what I'm doing as being ungodly. I no longer feel bad about disobeying God. Christian lady told me a story one time about how she had run into a young man who had been raised in the Lord's church, but then he had fallen away. He had become unfaithful. He had been unfaithful for some time. When she ran into him into a grocery store, she asked him, why, 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 aren't, why don't you come back to church? And his response was, because everything's all right. You see, probably when he first started down that road, his conscience was bothering him some. But the longer he stayed on that road of unfaithfulness, of disobedience to God, of living in unrighteousness, unrighteousness, it became easier and easier. It became more and more natural. And so then he just saw his life outside of God. And oh yes, he was outside of God. He saw that as being okay. Everything's going on every day. Okay, the sun's rising, the sun's setting. I'm waking up every morning. I've got this job. But ultimately, he will have to pay account. He will have to give account of how he's been living his life. We cannot continue to turn our backs on God with ultimately, without ultimately suffering the consequences. And the ultimate consequence is eternal condemnation in hell. Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, our world, our, our nation, our culture, Humanity needs so desperately to turn back to your word, to read it, to study it, to listen to it, and to live by it. Please guide us to do so. And may you be glorified as each soul turns back to you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.